we are just two sisters using podcast therapy to hash through the chaotic aftermath of our lives. We cover the spectrum of responses to life-altering events from the social norm to the OMG. Welcome to Chaotic Aftermath Podcast. So, Cynthia, how was your week? It was good. Yeah. I went on my date. Oh. Yeah. Was it with Disney guy? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, backtracking, we went to D23, which is a Disney version kind of of Comic-Con. Yes. And Cynthia fell in love with the Disney, um, like, wedding stuff. (laughs) So, we totally joked. (laughs) Yes. So, we said that I needed to fall for somebody who loves Disney. Yes. As much as I do, because I want to have a Disney wedding, (laughs) and it's going to happen. So we're manifesting this. Yes, we're going to manifest it. It's going to happen. We're going to secret it into existence. I somehow met somebody online um, through a dating app (laughs) uh, who happens to like Disney. Yeah. And so we went on a date, and it was funny because... We were talking about a ton of different things. Like, first of all, we like the same sports teams, nice, which is really good. No uh, house divided here. No, <laughs> not at all. I'm not going to fight with anyone. Um, but we also both really love Disney. Yeah. And what's funny is we played this game <laughs> while on our date because we were talking about, you know, when you're in line at Disney and... The games you play, like Heads Up, the Disney version of Heads Up. But yeah. we also, he's talked about this game that he plays. And it's like naming Disney characters A to Z. <laughs> and so we started it. And he was, <laughs> and so he was like, A. And I was like, Aurora. And, you know, we went back and forth. And some of the letters really, like, tripped us up. Like, for some reason, I really tripped us up. And so we skipped it. And like, Iago. What's funny? Because that's what I said. But it took me forever to think of it. So I was like, man, who? I was like, what? Oh, gosh, I can't think of it. And then after I thought of Iago, I was like, well, there's Imelda from Coco. Brown oh, with an I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh. And then there was. Oh, Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> and then V really tripped us up too. Vanellope. Oh, Vanellope. From Wreck It Ralph. We didn't her. think about it though. We had to Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we played that. Nice. It took us a good while because we got tripped up on a few letters and we're like, man, this is really bad. But we started naming villains and he was like, I really like that you're naming all the villains. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I was like, I love Disney villains. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was super sweet, really nice. nice. Um, and we're gonna go out again. Good. Yeah, that's exciting. I like. Um, so when we went to D twenty three, we both got that um, Ariel inspired um, ring oh, from yeah. Rock of Love. Yes. So I call that my sister ring. Aww. And I'm like, oh, where's my sister ring at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wear it. I wear it all the time. Actually, I just took it off and I, 
in the car because my hand was swelling when I went on a walk. Mm. So my mm-hmm. fingers were all fat and I was like, oh, I got to take this off because it's cutting off circulation right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't wear my wedding ring every single day um, just because same. Yeah. I'll call it swelling. <laughs> That's what we're calling it nowadays. <laughs> but when I do wear my wedding ring, I'm also wearing my sister ring. So Aww, I'm like, oh, my sister. I love it. <laughs> so welcome to episode two. Trigger warning for this episode, we will be covering issues related to suicide. So in this episode, we want to talk about different coping mechanisms, both positive and negative, that we use in order to get from the day to day. So last week, we talked a lot about... Um, just how to make it from one day to the next, like the struggle. Um, And so today we want to talk about those very specific coping mechanisms to deal with the hurt and frustration um, of dealing with the loss of today. Yeah. Um, I think one of them was, as my therapist likes to say, it was a destructive coping mechanism um, that I got multiple tattoos our tattoos so as it wasn't even with like within a couple weeks of losing her a group of us family and friends we all decided to get cat tattoos um because jay was our crazy cat lady (laughs) ever since she was a little baby she loved cats yeah so i'm highly allergic (laughs) to cats like my eyes get super swollen and yeah it's really bad um but my daughter loved cats so much that we had i say three or four different cats at one point in time in our life yeah not Um, all at the same time no one at a time one at a time sometimes we had two but (laughs) um yeah we we had cats all the time and i would suffer Because she loved cats so much. So in honor of her, we all got cat tattoos. And they're not all matching. No, they don't all look the same. They all just... They're all different, but they're meaningful to each and every one of us. Yeah. It took me a little bit longer to figure out, but because I was trying to incorporate lots of different things into my cat tattoo. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone had one that the cat there was like somehow connected to their relationship to her. Yeah. And so, like, we all had, you know, different things. Yeah. So that was the start of it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I got four more within a few months. Yeah. I got two. <laughs> but one of them is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, pretty, it's, it's not, like, tiny it's, and dainty. It's your biggest one that you have. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because we went from – we. Both have tattoos. Yeah. I mean, I had one from when I was 19. Yeah. I, we both had tattoos previously, but we hadn't had tattoos in like 20 years plus. Yeah. For both of us. Yeah. And so it's funny that we went from one tattoo to, you know, quite a few. Yeah. (laughs) I have three now, but only because I stopped, like, I stopped myself because I'm like, okay, Veronica, you are getting a little bit too like, ah. I, I, have, I wanted a sleeve. Yeah, I still want to sleep, <laughs> but I have six now. Yeah. I had two before I started. <laughs> so. um, but yeah, so that was my thing. And I think it was more of feeling the pain mm-hmm. 
from the tattoo was taking away my internal pain. Yeah. And so it made me feel better. Yeah. And um, it's almost like that um, when people cut. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Instead of cutting, I got tattoos. You know, I decorated myself. Which a lot of um, tattoo artists will say that, like, people, they'll say, like, oh, wow, this kind of feels like when I used to cut, like, that sense of relief. Yes. That people get when they do it. Yeah. Um, and then another one was um, once my therapist told me maybe I should tone it down on the tattoos for a little bit and, you know, really cope with my pain, I started to get piercings. Sure, just one coping mechanism yeah. to another. And then I was like, I'm just going to, you know, pierce my ears multiple times in <laughs> different places. And then I was like, ooh, I want a nose piercing and I want maybe a different type of... But then I stopped myself yeah. before I got crazy. Uh <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely like those coping mechanisms and like, I don't know. I mean, but for me, the tattoos... It was that like trying to feel the pain, but also like trying to feel connected to her and like feeling like we weren't forgetting her. Like she would always be a part of our lives, you know? Yeah. So like the tattoo on my wrist is facing so that when I look at it, I see it the mm -hmm. right way because I'm like, this isn't for the world. This is for me. You know? Yeah. And then the one on my back was, you know, more for the world, but probably why it's bigger yeah <laughs> but they still the the one on your back has a huge meaning too and i love it oh yeah um so the one on my back is a angel who's like almost in like a crouch crying position like weeping into their into their hands yeah yeah um but because we had joked like forever because we me my sister cynthia and then claudia who passed away we had joked like we would get in so much bullshit trouble when we were younger or like we should have. We had done so many antics that probably we should not be here yeah. right now with the things that we did. Sorry, dad. I know yeah. you don't know everything. Hope you're not listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I probably shouldn't be alive right now with some of the crazy shit I did. Yeah. So we joked that like we had a angel. Our guardian, uh, our guardian angel protecting us. And that's why we were, you know, still here. Um, but then after losing Claudia and Jay, it's like our, my fallen, my guardian angel is just weeping that she, you know. Failed us. Yeah, she failed us basically. And so I just think about that because, yeah, we did so much junk when we were younger and then all of a sudden you know it feels like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy yeah definitely like it's following us i'm like what the hell and then the tattoo that i have on my wrist i really really like just love because it's a sleeping kitty but it has the infinity symbol that the kitty is using as a pillow and then in the within the infinity symbol is jay's name because i wanted to make sure you know i had her name included and the kitty has a little halo and there's also the semicolon is used for suicide awareness um but like it's almost like us people who have been suicidal like when they survive mm -hmm. so it's like your life yeah. isn't ended it's just like 
a stopping, like a pausing point. Yeah. You know? And so that semicolon then has little hearts coming up from it, indicating the loss of that life. Yeah. um, Or the loss of that fight. So, I mean, I just, I do love it um, because it's a thing that I look at every day to like really think about Jay and just, you know, remember her and the things she loved. Yeah. Mine, my cat one, is like a mom and a like a mom kitten, mom cat and a little kitten. And the bigger cat is looking down on the little kitten. And the little kitten has a halo over it. And it's, you know, it's me and my little, my Jay, a little kitty cat. She was so funny. She called the cat that we now have cat, cat. Yeah, but it was spelled with a K. Yeah. So. And it's Katrina. Yes. But you know what's funny? So now my big one wants to, like the origin story of cat Mm -hmm. with a K is going to call it Kit Kat. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's Kit Kat, Kitty Cat. (laughs) Is that funny? That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, our, my Jay was not very um, good at coming up with a name for that. Cat. I love that one, <laughs> Cat. <laughs> Your name's Cat. It's Cat. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So people uh-huh. are like, you don't name it? No, the cat's named Cat. That's her name, Cat. With a K. Dang it, Cat. She's so ridiculous that cat yeah i i don't even know how to explain it she's not i call her evil but she's not really evil she's just picky yeah and i think she probably is trying to play but like yeah we're humans (laughs) and you know i don't play with claws yeah (laughs) Uh, and maybe cats like you would if you could put them out like me (laughs) oh man but yeah and yeah, I can't, can't get rid of her. No. Because even though we're both allergic. Yeah, she's Jay's cat, so. Yeah, she's going to be with us forever. But yeah. Thank God you, you're willing to suffer more than I am <laughs> because she stays at your house. I have a bigger house. Yeah. Because <laughs> I cannot handle her. Oh, yeah. Uh, just that little bit of being around her and then my eyes go crazy. Yeah. There's definitely times where I'm like, I need the cat to stay in the room downstairs. <laughs> Lock her up, please. <laughs> I'm like, I just cannot. But she likes to knock shit over. She's evil. She loves. And then I'm like, cat, no. And then she's like, tap, tap, tap. And I'm like, don't do it. And then she's like, smack. I'm like, you bitch. She's like, you can't tell me what yeah. to do. <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. I'm the boss of me. I can do what I want. <laughs> and now I'm like, just like... Dang it, now it's a cleanup. Like, oh, I hate you, cat. Yeah. So before we let cat out of the room, we had to like, is the house cat proof? Meaning are all the glasses put away? Yeah. Because she's even started like, if you put it by the sink, so start knocking them into the sink, which is fine if it's a plastic one. But, but if, if it's, it's a glass, glass <laughs> not so great. She's like, I'm breaking everything. <laughs> she's fucking Rihanna. I'm breaking dishes up in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
so yeah. So tattoos and piercings were definitely a big part of like our yeah destructive coping mechanisms. Yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, another one for me was when I started to go out and date originally because I took a very long hiatus when I first started dating it was dating anyone and I didn't really care to like get to know them I just went out a lot and uh <laughs> dated a lot of people in a very short span yeah <laughs> uh which was not healthy no in any way shape or form because I I was just trying to fill the void, I think. And, you know, I didn't have Emma with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This no. is after she left. That was that year off. Yeah. And so I was so really, not off, but like. Yeah. It was yeah. my year of not having Emma with me. She yeah. lives with me now again. But yeah, well, she was with her dad the majority of the time because I still went to visit her and everything. Yeah. You were out there a lot. I did go out a lot with strangers and it was definitely not necessarily healthy for me. We call that my hoe phase. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wanted you to tell me who you're going out with. Yes. Like your mom. Who are you going out with? Yes. Where are you going? What time are you coming back? Which is funny is not only you, but like close friends, friends. would ask. Yeah. And so, and that we wouldn't give them, I wouldn't say their names like we gave them random names like you know uh arrogant guy or the not racist one oh the not racist (laughs) racist guy um that was a great date that was not so much um (laughs) mullet guy (laughs) um there's definitely a lot of different guys or the dispensary guy um Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Not my my high point in life, okay? I <laughs> I understand that. And now I did not sleep with every single one of them. Yeah, but I you're just, just trying to... I still call it my hoe face, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Dad. Again, hope you're not listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that going to be our theme? Yeah, please don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, every time I do something that... I know my dad's not going to be like, oh, that's my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not necessarily, I think my mom would laugh more. <laughs> my dad would be like, oh. Yeah, dang it. Dang so, it. Um, but yeah, those were, those were my big ones of like my destructive, well, not my big ones. Those were my three semi-big ones. I think my biggest destructive coping mechanism I think it was both of ours Mm -hmm. was the binge eating yeah okay and this is where I'm still in denial (laughs) (laughs) I would not call mine binge eating because I didn't hide it I would call it overeating (laughs) but I did definitely overeat okay (laughs) I definitely am a binge eater um I 100% embrace it i understand i have an eating disorder and it is huge (laughs) um i did hide it i remember when (laughs) i was driving home one day and i really felt like crap so i stopped at the grocery store down the street from the house 
and bought a pack of mini cupcakes. And then I went to go park and I parked my car. I think I parked it in the housing area. Mm, okay. And I left the cupcake container, the empty cupcake container, after I finished eating them, before I walked in the house, in the car, on the floorboard of the passenger seat. Yeah, so you went, bought the cupcakes, parked at the house. Ate them. Ate them in the car. And then went inside the house. But left the container in the car. Yeah, so then you guys went to see the trash. Because you didn't want us to know that you had. Yeah, because I didn't want to be judged. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to judge me, but still. Like, there's still that yeah. fear, I guess. Um, but then your husband went to move my car for me. Being the nice guy that he is. Such a sweet guy. <laughs> moves my car to the... Where it needs to be. Parking area it needs to be at. Yeah. And then when he comes back, he talks about the cupcakes that he wished he would have had <laughs> and why I didn't share. And I was like, fool, because you weren't supposed to know Why are you calling me out, bro? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> um, and that, that was really where I realized, like, I have a problem. I have a huge problem. And... You know, I was dealing with, I was talking with it with my therapist about how I was coping and everything. And, you know, he kind of like pushed me to really start thinking about whether I had an eating disorder or not. And he mm -hmm. was like, I think you really do. I think you need to go work on this more to the point where I'm supposed to still to this day start programs to help me with it because I still haven't really dealt with it very much. Yeah. I just... I know I have that issue. I'm aware of it, but I still do it. I was yeah. going to say, do you feel like it's gotten any better? Um, I feel like I don't hide it, but that's because I'm in my own home by myself and my kid's the only person here with me. Yeah. So I have no one to call me out. Okay. I mean, she does call me out sometimes though. Let's be honest. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Uh... <laughs> Very vocal when it comes to calling people out on things. Yeah. So she definitely would be like, I think you should. I remember doing the last one that I did was a um, Zoom program to help me with my binge eating. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to explain everything that you should do instead of your binge eating. And I was like, I know the things I should do instead of, but what I need is help actually putting that plan into place and using it. Like yeah. I can easily come up with a meal plan. I can come up with a workout plan. Like I used to be really good at all of this. Yeah. I just don't have the motivation to push forward. And that's where I'm struggling is finding that, that spark of actually starting it and maintaining it. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely like, okay, this one day I'm going to go for a walk and we'll go for a long walk. And then after that, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm tired. I don't I, want to tomorrow. Actually, I won't even say it. I just will casually ignore it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, if I don't bring it up, nobody else is going to bring it up. Yeah, no one's going to force me to do it. Yeah. Um, or like Pedro will be like, hey, you want to go for a walk? I'm like, 
no thanks. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> right? So, like, I forced myself this morning yeah. to get up and go because I said, you're going to go because you'll feel better because I do feel better afterwards. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's it's not like I'm doing anything great. I'm literally just walking. Yeah. But it's something versus nothing. And so yesterday, I even went and Emma wanted to go. So I went on a shorter walk with her. Yeah. And so she went and she was all about it and happy. Nice. Yeah. So it's good when I can incorporate her. But then also it makes me go slower and it also makes me do a shorter distance as well. So it's not really helpful for me when it comes to, you know, getting my heart rate up. But I still got out there. Yeah. And that's really my biggest thing is just getting out there. Because once I actually start doing that more consistently, I think that'll be better. But yeah, I mean, just getting out of the house. Yeah. Because again, for so long, we couldn't even do that. Yeah. So like just being able to even get out of the house, I think is a huge step. True. Um, oh God, besides the eating though, I think another one that I completely just thought of was shopping. Oh, that's right. Our shopping habits were insane yeah they were pretty ridiculous so uh, and again it's not that we have so much money that we're like yeah 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 it's our credit cards are like oh we no. did not care when it first happened so we were like savings what's sa we don't need a savings no. we might as well live it up while we can <laughs> because we never know when life is gonna go <laughs> yeah crazy for us and then yeah, later on in life when you get fired from your job and you're like, well, shit, I wish I would have saved that money instead of bought 40 pairs of Lululemon leggings that feel amazing. <laughs> like butter. But yeah, like our shopping yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, all the boxes, like, okay, people joke about all the boxes they get from Amazon and stuff. And not knowing what's in them, but I literally would not know what's on. It was like, I don't know. Pedro would, what's in that one? <laughs> I don't know. Let's surprise. I don't remember. <laughs> Let's open this box and find the surprise. <laughs> and once I open it, I would be like, ah, yes, I remember that now. Or you wouldn't. And you'd be like, huh, I guess I did want that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, and we laugh, but it was bad. It was really bad. Oh, yeah. Like. I'm not kidding when I say I have ridiculous amount of Lululemon. Yeah. I had zero pairs of Lululemon before, Jay, because I would not want to pay mm -hmm. Lululemon prices for a pair of leggings. Like, yeah, you were like, no. No, I'll go to Target and go to the clearance rack and hopefully they have something I like. Yeah. And I would still complain about $20 for a pair of leggings. Yeah. I remember doing that all the time. <laughs> like $20 is ridiculous. And here I am going to Lululemon like, hmm, $118. Don't mind if I do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Then continuously doing it over and over again. Stitch fix. Stitch fix was really bad too. I constantly just kept everything even though I didn't like everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that was bad because 
You don't even have to leave the house. No. It just comes to you. Uh, and somebody else picks it out. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, for when we want to get dressed up. We never got dressed up. <laughs> for when I have to go back to, to work. Big business meeting that I don't do. <laughs> right. And we also spent a lot of money on handbags. By we, I mean you. Key, but like, <laughs> but listen, 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 Linda, Linda, listen. Kate Spade was having the sale. Like, you just could not have the whole series. You couldn't go without the whole series. No, you had to have the big tote. You had to have the over-the-shoulder bag, plus the little wallet, plus. Like, there was all sorts of sister bags that you had You to get. also needed the laptop holder that I've never seen you use once. But uh, it matches my tote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You don't use it. <laughs> but maybe one day I will. I probably maybe. won't because I don't use laptop holders. <laughs> Even though, yes, I do have a laptop, but I literally just throw it into my big tote. And don't use the matching laptop holder for the tote. Correct. That you're using. Okay. Correct. Um, yeah. And jewelry. We went on a huge jewelry thing. I did not. Yes, you did. What did I buy? Uh, <laughs> Remind me why I'm broke, please. <laughs> How many rings do you have? No, that was recently. So that's still, okay, well, I guess it's still in progress. <laughs> So my coping mechanisms are still in progress, people. So is mine. I just, my spending one is currently on pause since I'm broke. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the D23. See, I don't know. I'm going to have to be a D23 uh, consultant. Maybe. Like We did. Oh, see, here's the thing. How much did we spend at D23? So much money. Oh my God. That and we're was... like, look it up. We were insane. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. We may have spent way more than we should have at D23 on items that... We will never use. I mean, I used the jewelry. Yeah, I used the jewelry. And now I'm obsessed. And I'm like, I gotta find more Disney jewelry. I gotta have them all. Like, I really want that Kitty Marie. Yeah, so okay. our shopping sprees. I feel like we, we did other shopping, but... It was just randomness yes it was so a lot of everything well and then every time we would like redo rooms and like oh yeah so you know yeah we definitely did a lot of happy. um room makeovers for everyone so those were our destructive coping mechanisms well some of them <laughs> i mean okay so and maybe calling out sick is like a good way so you're not lashing out at people who don't need to be lashed out at yeah i did call out sick a lot I called out sick when I needed to. And luckily, like, supervis my supervisors have always been great. Since this, you know, whole ordeal started, I've had two different supervisors. But I'm also very open about, like, what's happened. And so they've been, um, luckily, very supportive. So I've been lucky in that way, whereas maybe you haven't been as lucky. I feel like this past job tried to be as supportive as possible. Yeah. They were very busy. And very small. And very small staffed. So it was hard 
for them to deal with it sometimes, Mm -hmm. but they were still understanding. So I have to give them credit for that. Kudos to them for that. Because honestly, they didn't even know. It wasn't that long after everything happened that when I started there, that they didn't know what was going on. It was less than a year. Yeah. It was about six months after because it was around her birthday Mm. when I started over there. Because I remember originally started interning for them and I had to take her birthday off. So I took a couple days before off. And so I talked to my supervisor at the time who was there for a couple weeks before. (laughs) And she was like, oh yeah, no worries. But the main bosses tried to be understanding as much as possible. So I have to give them credit. Um, I did call out sick a few times, but then I also made sure to plan my... Your absences. My, yeah, what is it? I forget what it's, my vacation time Mm -hmm. around it. So like during her anniversary, I planned a week vacation. Um, During her birthday, I planned a couple days off. Yeah. But you always also try to prepare like everything in advance so there wouldn't be any gaps. Yeah. If I knew I was going to be gone, I would make sure and look at the schedule ahead so that I covered everything Mm -hmm. beforehand, or at least I tried to as much as possible. I'm human, so I may have forgot a few things here or there. Yeah. But there are other people that work there, too, so. So there's that. I wasn't the only employee. (laughs) Um, And then the other one I can think of is, like, binging, like, Netflix. Oh, God, yeah. Or anything, really. We binged so many episodes of everything. I think we watched quite a few series. Yeah. And I can't even remember all the series now because it was just, like, one right after the other, after the other. Like, within a couple days, we finished a few series. Yeah. Like, we were just... Because we also suffered from insomnia, so we didn't really sleep very much. That's so true. So it was hard because, like, we wouldn't sleep. Well, at least, like, I wouldn't sleep. And then I'd have to get up and go to work. And it's like, I'm so tired. Yeah. So, like, my body, for some reason, wanted to sleep during the day when I wasn't supposed to. But absolutely refused to sleep at night when I should have been. Yeah, I was wired for so long. Yeah. Like, I just recently started getting some decent sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also due to medications. Yeah. Mixing, not mixing, like, in an improper way. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> just the right combos that have finally, like, I'm still working on yeah. the right combos of everything. But for my sleep, I think I found the right combos. Because originally... I just couldn't fall asleep, Mm -hmm. and then I couldn't stay asleep, Mm -hmm. and it was just crazy. That's a whole nother craziness, Um, but yeah, like binging Netflix was huge. I mean, I still do it a little. Oh, I definitely do it. But Um, just not as excessive, where I'm watching an entire series within like two days. I may still do it, but it's not, like, interfering with stuff I should be doing. Yeah. So, like, I'll stop it and go wash dishes or whatever or, you know. But it's not like I'm looking over that pile of dishes. I'm like, nope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, continue watching. (laughs) Don't ask again, Netflix. (laughs) Just Just keep keep it going. going. (laughs) Stop judging me. (laughs) I already took my shower. (laughs) I did that this morning. That's what they should have. Like questions. Have you taken a shower today? 
Did you brush your teeth? <laughs> no. Did you scrub your pits and butt? <laughs> like, wait, yeah. tell the kids. <laughs> you ask your kids. Okay, but when you shower, did you use shampoo and conditioner? Did you use body wash? Or did you just stand in the water? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and you're like, mm, no, go back. <laughs> try again. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> or, I don't smell that bad. If, if you, you can say you smell yourself, you smell that bad. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> that bad. I don't smell that bad. Like, I'm tolerable. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> like, no. You're stinky. You I go love take a shower. Your kids. <laughs> and they get really offended. And I'm like, I am offended <laughs> by the smell that is coming from you. Yes. <laughs> Fine. No, I taught you better than that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So we had, you know, the tattoos, the piercings, the binge eating, going out, calling out sick. But I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. And then binging like TV shows and stuff and movies. So things that we did, I think, to help us. We did go to therapy. Oh, that was a big one. Therapy was huge. Yeah, I gotta say. Well, okay. So therapy, but first I needed my psychiatrist. And so my, actually, okay, backtracking. Um, I had such a hard time finding a therapist for the kids that I was really nervous about finding a therapist for myself to get myself some medication to help me out. And then a friend told me, hey, did you know your regular doctor can give you like psychi psychiatric medication? And I was like, what? I didn't know that. I thought I literally had to come from a psychiatrist. Oh. But you can go to your regular doctor yeah. for that. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. So oh, I FYI, yes. So anyone that needs to know, your regular doctor can help you in the short term. In the short term, yeah. So they're not your final end-all be-all. But because it takes so long sometimes to find a psychiatrist, yeah, like that's a good place to start. And yes. like she, and she, it's also good to know, though, FYI for anyone to know if you're anyone in your family is taking a certain medication. Like I didn't know this until recently when you were talking about it, the familial thing mm -hmm. when it comes to medications, like. If you react well to a certain medication, I'm more likely to react well to that medication as well. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that. I didn't know anything about it. So we were on different medications. Yeah. And the medications I was on was making me look like a crackhead <laughs> because I have like these muscle twitches and like I'm freaking constantly jittery Yeah, where you were super chill and mellow. And I was like, that's what I want in my life. <laughs> like I want to be super chill and mellow and not look like I'm going through withdrawal from methamphetamines or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's like part of that stigma, which we'll talk about um, another time is that like, we need to be able to tell each other, yeah. especially your family, especially if you think that they may have the need for the knowledge, which I just told like, I would tell my brother and his wife and just say, like, hey, just FYI, you know, we're going on this medication in case they ever need it. Like, this is the negative one. This is the positive one. Yeah. Because, like, you never know when you're going to need it. And that's the thing, too, is I didn't know that. And when, if I would have known, like, way beforehand, maybe things would have been different. Been different yeah. Because even Jay was put on a different medication than any one of us yeah and i'm not saying that that caused it but, but it's another what if 
Yeah. And that's a whole nother story. So, you know, going to therapy and being able to talk to somebody and knowing that I wasn't going to be judged on how I talked about it. Because one of our things is we talk to each other yeah, because we understand sometimes the way we handle things. Yeah. Like is, the, the weird laughter. And yeah. Like we joke around. We make light of really hard and dark situations because that's how we cope with it. Yeah. And I know that some people are going to look at us like, oh my God, how can you guys be laughing while talking about this? But honestly, it's just how we handle it. It's Um, how we have to handle it in order to get to that next day. Yeah. So it's not like we're not actually feeling the deepness of it. The deep sense of pain and hurt. It's just how we're showing it to everyone else because we don't know how to express it any other way. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me was a huge thing was finding somebody who was willing to like listen to that and help me learn that that's okay and guide me through that. Yeah. No offense. I love talking to you, (laughs) but you know, you're not a therapist and you're not trained in it. So I definitely needed somebody who could guide me that has been trained. So one thing working with my therapist was we talked about books and he helped me with one of the books he recommended one of the books called it's okay that you're not okay by Megan Devine. Mm -hmm. And that one was really good to um, go through with him. And it kind of helped you understand that what you were going through was fine and normal to say, because everyone goes through in different ways and process things differently and that's okay that's why the book says it's okay that you're not okay (laughs) perfect (laughs) title for it and then the second book that i saw after that because i didn't really read the book i listened to it on audible because i don't read books um was shattered by rebecca turvo and that one was exceptionally helpful for me because that she talked about from the start of finding her her son, she lost her son, and then um, her process of getting to an okay place for her other children moving forward. And that one really helped me out a lot in getting myself to move forward for Emma. Yeah, because it parallels a lot. Yes, yeah. yeah. So those books were extremely helpful and I go back and listen to them every once in a while too do you really yeah like do you listen to like bits and pieces like oh I remember this piece or do you listen to it like in its entirety bits and pieces at times and then well I mean not 10 hours straight but like you start from the start and go through the end or do you go to a specific place that you thought oh this was really um I go to specific spots in it just to listen to it especially that it's okay that you're not okay interesting um, I have listened to The Shattered a few times from beginning to end. Wow. I do have the physical copy of It's Okay, You're Not Okay. I do too. But I didn't read it. I probably should load it on Audible. I have, I think, two physical copies. Because 
uh, one I purchased and then one was gifted to me oh, as well right. by yeah. somebody. So yeah, those books really got me through it. Just re- reading or listening to them because I honestly couldn't really read them very well. Yeah, I, I definitely did a lot of audiobooks. Okay, and so I'll say I am a super avid or was a super avid reader. But after this loss, like, I really find it difficult. So I have to rely on Audible a lot. Yeah. Like, and so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Because I cannot. I definitely, Audible was my huge thing was for books because I was trying to focus on reading was hard. Yeah. (laughs) But I can listen and, like, follow along and, like, Mm -hmm. okay. But it has to be the right books where it's not, like... (laughs) A textbook, right? Like oh, where yeah. You're, having, you're not having to look at like figures and stuff. It's yeah. just somebody's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So there's one book, and this I had read even before anything happened. I read it when I was in grad school, but it was a book by Viktor Frankl, and um, I think it's called like Man's Search for Meaning. And so he talks about, you know, what makes people stay and not commit suicide especially during difficult times and it's focused off of what they call like logo therapy and it's basically people will stick around if they have something to live for so when he talks about like the holocaust and you know whether or not like who stayed and who like tried to hurt like kill themselves because they were just in such a dire situation and so i remember like that's always kind of carried with me on like what am I doing? What keeps me around? And like, a lot of it is obviously my kids. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to ever have to hurt or like be without their mom if they don't have to. Um, Even though like there's plenty of days when I've been like, I just cannot, but it's like, okay, no, I have to, you can't do that to them. Yeah. So the other book um, that I read was, well, listen to but read was maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb and it talks about like her transition after a loss and like and hers was more of a like a breakup Mm -hmm. but a loss in her life and like trying to figure out navigating therapy and stuff and like how it's not something negative and or something to be embarrassed about yeah it's a whole journey and so that one really was just a phenomenal book as well so for me, those two books, like, I think helped the most. I think um, I still listen to a ton of different other books, but those two that I listened to were my biggest helps mm-hmm. just because of knowing that, one, I'm not alone in the way I'm feeling. Like, God, I wish I remembered the quote. It was basically like, I'm it's okay for me to have my roller coaster of emotions at any point in time and I don't have to worry about other people caring like like wor- being judged for yeah your- worrying about what other people thought about it mm-hmm. um because it's it's my my emotions it's some, yeah. something we have to deal with like fuck everyone else fuck their feelings care about you sorry not sorry um but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the people that really care about you, yeah, will be there to support you mm-hmm. and to help you and won't just like be like, suck it up, you yeah. know, or like faker or whatever. Like, they'll be like, okay, 
what can I do to help and support you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, those, I think, I think those were all our major mechanisms that we use. And there's obviously a ton of different coping mechanisms out there. Yeah, I'm um, sure there were more, but those are like the ones we can kind of think of. Yeah, I'm just thankful that we didn't ever go to the dark side of, you know, Oh, like drugs, drinking, yeah, illegal drug use. Um, like I get drinking every once in a while. Like we're not heavy drinkers, luckily. Yeah. Um, but there are some people who do use drinking as their coping mechanism, which, you know, can lead to severe problems. Yeah. Um, even more difficult to like transition back or, you know. Yeah. Which take you into a downward spiral of Mm -hmm. even more issues, you know, where you could potentially lose your job or lose your family. Yeah. And so luckily we didn't go that bad. I think my worst one was my whole phase, um, I think, because that could have led to some serious issues like, you know being murdered by somebody mm-hmm. uh, that was always my thing too was asking them are you a serial killer because you know you have to tell me if you are <laughs> I would joke like that but then I was like no, seriously are you though, seriously, though. <laughs> are you a serial killer am I gonna die if I go out with you <laughs> only mean in public places yeah thank goodness well at least like you did that yeah right? like you wouldn't just go straight to somebody's apartment oh no, <laughs> no like no, you definitely no. met in public <laughs> Yeah. So there were some safety yeah, things. Some safety things. Plus, people were tracking my location at all times because okay, I shared times. my location <laughs> with my friends and family. Um, but I got in on the tail end. Yeah, you got in on the tail end. But my friends definitely, as soon as I started dating, they were like, you're sharing your location with me. You have no choice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. righty. It was funny because my friend would be like, why are you shopping? And it would be like when I went to the mall and I'd be like, why are you checking my location right now? Like, I'm not even out on a date. I'm just out. <laughs> but that's my crazy stalker friend and I love her to death. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I still did, you know, have some safety things in place just in case when yeah. I did my craziness. But yeah. I think for me, I think the, the like binge eating is probably the worst part. And it's just because it's so hard to get off that train. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we're still on it. Yeah, we are. The weight gain and everything. And so I don't know, maybe going through this podcast will help us gain the motivation or something to help us refocus. Yeah. But for now. For now, it's still our journey. Yeah. Um, if you're willing to go on it with us, hey, we'll see you next week. But yeah, thank you yeah. for joining us for yeah. episode two of Chaotic Aftermath. Bye. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Chaotic Aftermath Podcast, one word, or on TikTok, Chaotic underscore Aftermath, or email us at Chaotic Aftermath Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.